You're listening to The Iron Show with Johnny McMahon. We're proud to have The Iron Show right here on Fringe Radio Network. That's FringeRadioNetwork.com. to listen to Johnny. <laughs> Are you unique people? Peculiar? Strange people? What's up? What's up? Hey, boy, Johnny here. I'm down here. Tell me what I'm doing with my host, Richard. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? wanted to uh, turn you on to uh, a guy that, uh, he's a friend of mine, and we've been friends for quite a while. Uh, his name is uh, Matthew Miller, and uh, a lot of you guys might not know about Matthew Miller. Uh, he's kind of way out there on the fringe. Uh, he is um, what I would call a, uh, a genius. I think he's an absolute genius. He is, um, he's a... Uh, uh, he's a bit of a savant, I think. Uh, he's um, pretty strange sounding. Uh, he is, sounds kind of like an old Southern preacher, uh, sort of. Uh, he is—he's uh, not like he sounds. He's a big, tough guy, ex-military, and uh, but uh, and he's very normal looking. He sounds a little weird, but uh, he's—you uh, wouldn't want to get in a fight with the guy. But uh, you wouldn't want to make him mad. You wouldn't want to get in a fight with Matthew Miller. Oh man! <laughs> anyway, uh, I just wanted to uh, I just wanted to turn you on to some of uh, some of the things uh, that he's into. Um, he is very uh, cutting edge. Uh, he's right on the fringe, uh, and uh, 
he is uh, he's very advanced. He talks um, several levels above my head, and uh, I do understand what he's talking about uh, fairly well, but only because um, I am able to either talk to him directly or uh, hang out in private chats with him and uh, and uh, listen while other people uh, talk to him and ask him questions. Uh and it's kind of nice to get him in uh, sort of a private uh, or at least, at least you know, semi-private uh, arena to where uh, a lot of his uh, really advanced stuff can be brought down to the level of the layman. Anyway, he is a uh, he was uh, born into the church. He was uh, brought up in a very. Uh, a very uh, God-centered home. He uh, he was not allowed to uh, watch TV. Uh, all he could uh, read was uh, the encyclopedia and the dictionary in the Bible when he was a kid. So he had uh, learned scripture forward and backward uh, at a very, very young age. And uh, that set the foundations uh, for what he has become, really. Uh, he is a he's a genius. He's a end times expert, end times researcher. He is a uh, scientist. He's highly educated, and uh, he has a lot of really cool theories. And uh, this is only going to be this is only going to be a taste. This is only going to be a taste of the mind of Matthew Miller. But uh, I thought I'd uh, let you in on it. You know, if you're interested. Uh, you can go to uh, tune into uh, Blog Talk Radio and listen to his um, listen to his main show. It is uh, End Times Tribune, the End Time Tribune uh, at Blog Talk Radio, and I'll have a link up in the show notes. And uh, you know, uh, this will give you a small uh, window into the mind of Matthew Miller. So uh, you're going to have to kick back and listen very deeply and attentively, or you'll definitely miss something. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this was uh, captured after his show. The uh, kind of uh, inner circle of his group, uh, an old friends, basically. You know, I'm one of his old friends. Uh, we all gathered in a tiny chat chat room while he... Uh, played some music and uh, joked around with Johnny and uh, and then got into, you know, explaining some of his theories. And uh, so you're just going to get a very small glimpse of Matthew Miller. But if you would like to uh, learn more about Matthew Miller's uh, theories, uh, his teachings, uh, you can uh, subscribe to his podcast and uh, that'll all be available and listen to his show. That will all be available uh, at ironshow.com slash download. And it'll be in the show notes there. Take a look. And uh, uh, before you listen to this, though, uh, I need you to know that uh, I captured this from a tiny chat window and uh, recorded it with Audacity. And uh, I messed with the audio. I messed with the levels. I messed with the EQ. Tried to clean it up. You know, the audio isn't that bad. But uh, the tiny chat connections uh, and the you know their VoIP uh, system can get pretty 
can get pretty cloudy. So uh, there's going to be some points where uh, Matthew Miller is going to be breaking up. Some of the other guests in there will be breaking up a little bit. So I hope you can bear with it. And, uh, you know, most of the audio is pretty good. But I also must tell you that uh, I was not present in the conversation except for I was listening in the chat. Uh, So uh, Matthew Miller is talking to me, but you won't hear me talking back because I was just uh, typing in the chat room. Uh, I do talk to Matthew Miller, uh, but uh, sometimes when he's going off on his theories, you know, your boy Johnny, he just wants to uh, listen and try to to absorb some of the... uh, some of the heavy-duty thoughts of Matthew Miller. And, you know, a lot of times I'll get in there and talk to him. But uh, there is times, you know, like these, where I wanted to try to uh, get a better grasp on what he had been talking about earlier. And I thought that I might get in the way if I called in. So, uh, you know, old Matthew Miller, when he gets around Johnny, he gets pretty crazy. I didn't want to derail him just by showing up, you know. So, uh, but man, I love you, Matt. Johnny loves you. Anyway, let me let you into the mind of Matthew And hello, Jim. Oh, no. Oh, no. The Johnny has crashed the party. <laughs> Amen, amen. Just a second, Johnny. I'll play some tunes we can bang our heads to. So I'm going to throw in some tunes for Johnny, of course, our esteemed and most honored guest today. It's right up Johnny's alley. This is a good one. This is right up my alley. Praise the Lord. I found it. The Lord is going to be praised at maximum volume. I love this tune. Yeah. 
everybody needs to understand that, that since my show, uh, Possible Game Changers, I've got tons of emails with people sending me their phone numbers so I could talk to them. So I know that uh, here, especially this past week, uh, for Tiny Chat, I've been a little bit hit and miss, and especially on Skype, um, I've been hit and miss, but I've got to get these people taken care of. Uh, and it's amazing how people are beginning to understand what they should be watching for. And uh, what what really has them concerned is they don't understand about the 10 days of testing. They don't understand why mechanically that's going to happen when the scripture is quite blatant about why that's going to happen. Now, let me run this by everybody one more time so you can understand. Angels are not omnipresent. They cannot be two places at once. They can't be. You have to understand your mind that when the tribulation trigger is tripped, the bad guys are kicked off Jacob's ladder. Now the problem with that is, is that you cannot ride the eagle's wings because they try to go back up Jacob's ladder and they are caught in a war with Michael. You need to understand in your mind that they can't be physically two places at once. They're not magic, okay? You have to understand that everybody is duking it out right over your heads. Now, you also know that the sky is going to recede like a scroll, so you're going to be able to look up and see Michael and the gang duking it out with the bad boys. Believe me when I say this is going to be quite terrifying. So you're going to have to wait, and, and remember, once we're kicked off our axis, time will be tricky because you won't, you won't instantaneously go to the time as it should be. So as we increase in our speed to our orbit and we increase in revolutions per minute, you see, we increase our rate of spin and we increase our speed through the heavens as we go around about the sun – Time is going to be tricksy, okay? So um, I explain it like this, that on day number one, uh, you might walk 100 feet, and you might think in your mind that took you 100 hours. And then the very next day, you might walk 100 feet, and you perceive in your mind that it only took you 10 seconds. Okay, remember that time itself, time is distance. Now, you can go to any book. Uh, any textbook of physics, and they explain this to you. So remember that time is distance, and distance is time. So as the earth is in flux, that's why the 24th chapter of Isaiah tells you quite plainly that we wobble. Uh, uh, things are going crazy. Okay. So to the best of our ability, we've been given a definite length of time. It's 10 days, but it may not be exactly 10 days as you perceive time. Now, this is why. After Michael is done uh, with the military uh, engagement, they will be along to collect you. Okay? And they will take you to that place that has been prepared for you. Unless you're a knucklehead. You're a knucklehead. You are left to your own devices, even as clearly stated in the fifth chapter of Lamentations. Okay? So you don't want to be that. 
So things get crazier. And, and, you know, like I said tonight on the broadcast, I'm pretty sure, everybody, that from August the 18th forward, the Earth will start manifesting signs that it is showing, okay, even as what happens in the, uh, well, the 90th day. So uh, we could very well be in for some interesting things. Hey, Matthew, I'm back. Sorry about that. Oh, hello. No, no, that's all right. Um, do you have questions tonight, or you just want to chit-chat? What's up? Uh, I was just speaking. I got on mic so that I could tell you that Esther's Courage and Sue had that question. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you boy, everybody's up on this, aren't they? Well, let's delve a little bit into a book that I normally go to. Uh, it is called The Book of Enoch. And uh, here there is much consternation, but I'm going to read just a little bit from it. In those days I beheld long ropes given to those angels who took to their wings and fled, advancing towards the north. And I inquired of the angel, saying, Wherefore have they taken these long ropes and gone forth? He said, They are gone forth to measure. The angel who proceeded with me said, These are the measurers of the righteous, and cords shall the righteous bring, that they may trust in the name of the Lord of spirits forever and ever. And the elect shall begin to dwell with the elect, and these are the measures which shall be given to faith, and which shall strengthen the words of the righteousness. These measures shall reveal all the secrets in the depth of the earth. I could keep reading, but this last verse that I read, you you understand that he just told you the height. That's why Ezekiel and his temple has lacks of measurements for heights. Because with the heights, and here it says it invertedly, it gives you a shadow of that, it says depth. It's these dimensions which are required to produce a volume. Volume is what we're really talking about. What we're really talking about is how many will enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, that's why of primus numerus and primus resurrectorate, it is plainly stated for you in the book of Revelation that they are counted. Their numbers are known. But, the woman who would be the bride, those dimensions are not permitted to be known. So you have to understand that we've talked about this before, that Moses went up on top of Mount Sinai and had a chit-chat, actually multiple times, with the Lord his God. And you cannot get in the presence of the Lord your God without having your genetic structure altered. I'm sorry, but you can't. Now, it's through this, this shadow and silhouettes of the story that you understand that Moses knew full well that he was not going to be the bride. He was serving one of the other parts. He was either representing primus numerus or primus resurrectorate. He knew that. He knew it. That's why, now listen very carefully. I've told everybody and explained to everybody about the gestation of a human fetus. 
and what happens on the 40th day. If you need to brush up on that, just go to that episode that is the 49th one on iTunes. It is called Possible Game Changers, and I explain that to you there fully. So understand that Moses understood that even though he was taken to the threshold, he was not permitted to go into the promised land. He had to die first. He was not permitted to do that thing because, let me explain this to you physically. If his genetic structure had crossed the Jordan, things would have begun to happen. Because, whether you like it or not, the Lord your God has done exactly what he has said he has done. The Temple Mount is the apple of his eye. It is, whether you like it or not, in the Hebrew, said to be the navel of the earth. That is why I've made very public the maps of the uh, azimuth map of the world with the Temple Mount as its center. And you're able to see through this machination that that is how the Lord your God has stretched the heavens over the earth, even as plainly said in Scripture. Okay? So you need to understand that Moses would have crossed therein because he had been in the presence of the Lord his God on numerous occasions. Remember the burning bush? Okay? He had a chit-chat with Moses on more than one occasion. If he would have crossed the Jordan, <laughs> uh, well, everybody knows about these stargates, right? Of course, Johnny is well up to speed on these stargates. Well, understand this. If his genetic structure had walked across the Jordan, Jordan, he would have, um, well, let me explain it like this. He would have been able to have Scotty beam him up. Do you understand that? He would have had clear physical access through the nave to ascend unto Jacob's ladder. He was not permitted to do that. This Michael and this Satan both knew. They also knew that if they was to take his his rope, his cord, that is what you call the DNA strand. Okay? It is what you call the DNA strand. The saints have a measurement. The elect have a measurement. By the way, that's two different things, just in case you didn't know. So, you need to understand that what Satan was trying to get his hands upon was that genetic material. Most importantly, he was probably really lusting over Moses' seed. Well, you're talking he, about genetic you're talking about genetic strands. Yes. You're talking about rope. So you're yes. talking about an umbilical almost made of genetic strands. Yes. Yes. So you need to understand that if Satan would have got his hand on that genetic material you need to understand that he would have had what he always wanted. Now, of course, he tricked somebody else to do it. Okay? He tricked somebody else to do it. You know uh, the name of that entity through the scripture, even though they've changed the name. But look up uh, what is in your Bible referred to as the scapegoat. Now, I'm not going to go into that right now because then me and Randall and Tim and, uh, oh my goodness, we'll be on here three days from now. So you need to understand that, uh, first off, Satan's smart enough to not come down Jacob's ladder and do what they did in Genesis 6. That's why he got somebody else to do it. By the way, 
that somebody else is coming back, okay, whether you like it or not. Because the key to the shaft of the abyss is given to a quite particular entity, and he lets him loose. But understand this, that if he could have got his hands on the genetic material that was Moses, he could have fashioned the perfect, what you would call, a Nephilim. Or many people call it Nephilim. Okay? He would create the perfect entity that could literally assault the gates of heaven. So, uh, you need to understand that's why it says in both Ezekiel and the book of Revelation that somebody is giving a measuring rod and they go to measure the temple. He's not talking about the temple which you think he is. He's talking about what the New Testament says over and over and over and over and over and over and over, that you now are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's why the woman, okay, the woman, she becomes the bride. And at that point, she becomes the temple. That's why he's dying to get his hands on those measurements, as you and I would speak. But really, if you speak to a doctor or a physicist, what you would translate to them is that he's trying to get his hand on the genetic material. Okay? Now, okay. Matthew, can you hear me okay? Uh, oh, guys, you, you, put it in the chat room, guys, if, if you can hear me a little better on this computer. Uh, if yeah, not, I, uh, shut up. <laughs> I, uh, I hear you a lot better. Um, okay. Man, I, I hear you ten times better. Going through the mixer, this is the broadcast mic that I'm using, so... Uh, it's it's not as comfortable as the as the wireless right. headset, but I'm sitting here in front of the computer anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting what you're what you're saying, Matthew. And if if it's heavy on the bass, guys, it's because my voice is going bass as I get older. Uh, and I'm not speaking <laughs> a lot these days. So, John, I'm sorry about that. That's a uh, God gave me this voice. I can't do a whole lot about that. But. Um, you know, we've talked about this in the in the past, Matthew, about crossing the Jordan, haven't we? And in just in passing, we've talked about it not not like this, but we've talked about it and what that represents and what kind of changes. Well, right. What what happened to God's people when they crossed the Jordan? Right. Right. Uh, and now, and mo right and most particularly why they could not cross that Jordan. Now, <laughs> right. and, by, and by extrapolation, everybody needs to understand that this is why they could not cross the Jordan, because only their babes could. Okay, God's trying to tell you about primus numerus and primus resurrectorate. He's, he, he's using an object lesson for you. Okay, please, please try to understand that. So, there's, there's, there's the text that's true. Those things really did happen, and then below that, there's a second and even unto a third layer. Okay, below that. But um, you're right, Randall. We, we, well, we can't talk about this a lot because usually when you do, people start fighting. Uh, you're right. You're right. Um, right, but you know, whenever we talk about this, you've absolutely got to be you. You've got to go back to the story of a soldier who was dipped, who had to dip himself seven times, 
And I'm not going to get into names and, and anything, but very important. You should probably go check it out, guys, and read it. But, you know, all he had to do was have the faith to be dipped in, to dip himself in the Jordan seven times to be healed of his leprosy. There's a message there, guys, about the Jordan. Right. Uh, well, well. Uh, would have been washed away, and God wasn't going to allow any of those unrighteous generation to be wiped clean. Right. And everybody needs to understand that what happened to Miriam? She turned what white. To Miriam? She turned white right. with leprosy. She turned leprous. Okay, there, 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 there's <sighs> there's a reason for that. Okay, there, there's a reason why that happened. Uh, now, yeah, it now, is true. And when we add this up, Matthew, now maybe maybe everybody can understand a little bit greater or see it a little bit more clear why there had to be a witness heap <laughs> on the other side of the Jordan when they crossed over. Remember, Joshua had all the priests grab a stone, and they made a heap there as a witness to them being righteous enough to cross the Jordan. That's right. These stones, by the way, just so you know, you are the stone, Randall. Right on. Okay, because God makes you a new creature. That's right. Understand that right now he's made you a new creature through the injection of his spirit. Now, now let me explain that a little bit, everybody. If anybody cares to look up a red blood cell, don't make any sense because it's really a toroidal ring. Okay, that's why the blood doesn't make any sense. Okay, if you're anemic, they give you iron because the blood is mostly iron, and yet it carries unto this mechanism that is your flesh. It carries water and oxygen. Well, that's why when you take the blood out of the body immediately, once it gets out of that vortex field that is the breath of life, well, it rusts. You call it oxidation. Yeah, oxidation. You call it congeal, but what it does is it rusts. Okay, so understand that through that mechanism, God has already made you a new creature once you're saved. Okay, but there will come a day when he's going to do it, well, physically. Okay, but right now your spirit can be quickened. Okay, and and Randall's done a lot of a lot of study on this quickening. He and I talked about it about a year ago when he was beginning to understand what it meant. So, 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 so right now, uh, this physical body, uh, you know, take mine for example. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, God sawed me off uh, with a hacksaw. I'm short. Uh, I'm five seven. I am. Uh, I have a little bit too much mass to my stature. I've always been uh, quite strong. Um, now, I understand that God was not being mean to me. It's just that in my laborious work, uh, 95% of the time, it's I who have to get in either crawl space or attics. Okay, because God just made me that way, be, you know, so I'd be good for something. There's nothing bad with that. But there's going to come a time, okay, that he's going to quicken my flesh. Okay, so so I'll get it just like everybody is told quite plainly, you know, even the Lord Jesus talked to of the one about the resurrection. Okay, but uh, Randall, why don't you talk a little bit about what, you know, the, those strange things in the Bible that it says, you know, uh, quickening, you know, the spirit. Talk about that for a minute. 
Well, you know, um, as I recall, and I can go there quickly to it, uh, the quickening, you know, the, the raise the quick and the dead, you know, coming to judge the quick and the dead, uh, being quickened and being made alive is actually the best definition that I, I mean, just right off the cuff, to be quickened is to be made to live instead of being dead. The Lord is coming to judge the those who are alive and those who are dead. That's, that's you know, um, did you want to go to some verses and talk about it, or, or did you just want to explain? Um, sure. Primarily, okay, sure. give me just a sec. Yeah, let's, let's go to those verses, because I don't want to leave anybody, you know, scratching her head. But uh, while Randall's uh, pulling up those verses, listen to me and understand what I'm trying to relay to you. You understand that the DNA, okay, it is like a rope ladder. Okay, it's a rope ladder when you look at it, okay? There's a reason for that. One side represents the, let us say, spirit. One side of that rope, okay, is the body. Then you have these links between. Look at it like this. Everybody knows that there is a, uh, a, body, uh, a body, a mind, and a soul. Many people refer to these ways as the trinity. Understand that those strands are the same way, but the links in the midst, what bind the two ropes together, uh, that is the spirit. So the one side of that rope is body, the other side of that rope is mind, okay, and that what goes up the middle, that's the spirit, what binds the two together. Uh, even as the Lord your God told you uh, that in the beginning uh, the Father spoke, <clears throat> and we are told in John that it was God the Son who did he executed. And we're also told there in the midst that the Spirit of the Lord fluttered over the waters, binding that thing. Okay, so those little ropes that, 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 that go between the long cords, that's like the Spirit. Okay, so, so, so I hope I'm not talking over everybody's head, but you need to understand that that's how, uh, um, when you become a Christian, well, you, uh, you can get over uh, alcoholism, okay? Because those those rings that are between the two long cords on the DNA strand, they are strengthened, so you're able to uh, 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 put more weight, so to speak, on those rungs of that ladder, okay? And when we uh, go through uh, the resurrection, when the king gets back, remember that that happens when he gets back. Okay, that's the resurrection. Uh, he goes ahead and he remakes that third strand, which is uh, a representation of, of God the Son or your flesh. Okay, so when you get saved, um, he makes a new creature through uh, your spirit and your mind. Your mind, he can reorganize what you're thinking about, and, and he can take care if you've got uh, you know, sexual addiction or like Johnny, uh, he talks too much. Uh, <laughs> love you, Johnny. <laughs> no, that, that was that, that was, one hurts, man. And that was that was that was, a, that was uncalled for, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of like a smack there. Yeah, <laughs> smack. yeah. Well, well, um, that was a love tap. That was a love yeah, tap. That's all right. Yeah, it was a love tap. So that's, that's a holy, a holy smack. <laughs> right, it was a holy smack. So, so everybody, I'm, I'm. 
I'm trying the best I can to to not speak over your head so, so that your ears can hear what I'm saying. But but if you bring up a picture, okay, of the DNA strand, it looks like a rope ladder. And just imagine this in your mind that uh, let's say that the right side when you look at that picture of that long rope ladder uh that represents uh the mind or god the father and that rope on the other side that represents the flesh or god the son and those little uh those little rungs okay on that rope ladder that go in between the two long parts that represents uh the spirit or uh the holy spirit of the lord thy god Okay, so so when you become a Christian, uh, two of these uh, can be remanufactured. Okay, uh, because the Lord your God, uh, uh, figuratively, He will come down your ladder, and His feet touch what? That's right, they touch the rungs. Okay, that's why you must take off your sandals in His presence, for it is hollowed ground. Amen. That, that's why that's why He told you that so you'd understand it. It's it, it's not about shoes. That's why if you blaspheme, I'm sorry. No, no, go right ahead. Go ahead I'm sorry. No, I insist. I was just going to say that's okay. I, I was going to say that's why if you blaspheme the, the the Holy Spirit, there's nothing to mediate between you and God. Um, and yes, there's yes, yes, connection. there's nothing. Right, you broke that connection between the rope ladder. Uh, you know. Between the right and the left side. Yes, that's exactly correct. Now, look. Uh, first off, let everybody that's in the chat room that's new know, uh, and Tim knows this because he's an administrator. You're not allowed to say no. You go ahead. Okay, everybody's allowed to interrupt me. Everybody. Okay, so Tim can't interrupt me. Randall can't interrupt me. Okay, so, and he knows he's just being enough. There's no reason for him to. To apologize, I, I want to be interrupted. I love you, and I don't want you being left in the dark. All, right? all these things have been written so you would know you're not supposed to be in the dark. You're supposed to know. You're supposed to Matthew? Yes, ma'am. You just said right and left side. Did you mean to say that? Y yes. When you look at the DNA strand, it, it, it looks like a rope ladder. So – uh, imagine you know you got the right side of the rope and the left side of the rope, and then you got the little ropes that go in between the two long strands of the DNA. Do you understand what I'm I'm, I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Is one but, right and one left identifiably? Uh, no. Okay. Now, now remember, uh, the Lord your God has taught you explicitly. Okay. Now that's a good question. God the Father and God the Son are one. They are equal. Okay, the Father and the Son are one. There's not one that's better. There's not one that, that that's um, uh, a a thicker rope, so to speak. Okay, do you understand, Joni, why he said that? Now the 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 two sides of that rope are equal. Yes. Right, because. Of, because if one was smaller than the other, when the Spirit come unto you to quicken you, well, the, the, the rope ladder would break. You understand? Matthew, let me say this the best way that, that everybody will understand this. When a man and a woman are joined together in marriage. Right. And they consummate their relationship, and the woman becomes pregnant, 
That is the mystery. That's how the flesh becomes one. Yeah, yes. Here, envision it this way. That upon the conception of that babe, there's another one of the rungs put on the rope. Okay? Just it's just a fun way to envision it, okay? But <laughs> um, it, is gra- it is a grafting in of two separate fleshes into one flesh. Yes. Yes, you see, because the Lord thy God and his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, they're infinite. Though those two ropes going up the side they go forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Okay, so so when you bring somebody else into the kingdom of heaven or they get saved, or on the physical side of it, okay, if you if you have a conception and 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 a man and a woman, um, you know, they get pregnant, okay, that just means another rung is put on the ladder for the spirit. You you understand? That's why it's critical that Satan wants to know those dimensions. If he has those dimensions, he can fashion unto himself the perfect uh, uh, Alexander the Great. Okay, Matthew, let me, now let me add this in too, because knowing this, and knowing that each one of us, once we're quickened, and we're not dead, we're alive, and we'll read some of those verses in a minute, but once the Lord transforms us, after we are, after the bride is purified and cleansed, and when she's worthy of the groom, then each perfect stone, okay, will will make up... (laughs) Right. right. The temple. I mean, you got to understand this, guys. Right. Satan knows this. He knows he, that inside of us, when we are quickened, is the secret that he wants, but he cannot get it. Look, understand this. You see, your length has to be perfect to go between those that right and that left cord. That's right. You that's why. That's that's why the. That's why the. It's a, it's a straight straight is the way yeah. and narrow is the gate. I mean, yeah, exactly. straight is the gate. And there, you know, it's narrow. It's very very narrow. Of course, there is a there's right. a place in Israel too called Eye of the Needle or the Eye of the. Is that? Yes. No, it's the. Now 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 let the, me explain it to needle. you. Let me explain it to you like this. Okay, this is what uh, uh, Sister Bottoms uh, did for me when I don't know. I think I was nine years old. Look. There's seven different colors of rings on that ladder. They're all perfectly the same size, okay? Because if they're too long, the rope ladder won't be straight. But there's seven different colors. You understand? There's seven different colors, okay? Because uh, Tam's not like me, and uh, Joni's not like me. Okay, there's seven different kinds. Okay. Now, now they're not different. <laughs> uh, please try to understand that I'm not saying they're different. They're the exact same length. Okay. So, uh, let's say Joni or maybe uh, even her sister Janie. Okay, they've made them two sisters different, but they're the same. They're the same exact length, and without their length, there can't be a body because you know. Well, for one, I'm a knucklehead. Okay. And, and especially when I get excited about something, uh, I, I tend to lose my temper, and I tend to make people um, feel like they're stupid, and I, and I don't mean to. But Janie don't do that. She's good for something else, but without Janie, I can't have a body. 
Okay, because there's seven different colors of rope, even though they're the same size. Even though this, I mean, look at Johnny. Johnny is obviously way better at uh, doing a show than I am. Everybody, uh, everybody can talk with Johnny. Everybody can be friends with Johnny, and 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 I just can't do that. Unfortunately, most people are scared to death of me. They 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 really are because they think that uh, you know oh I uh, I'm so smart you know I'm an academic. Okay, so they think that because they're not an academic that I won't talk to them, and uh, well, that that's just not true. I'm just a different color. That's all. Well, Matthew, you said Matthew, something. Another way to say that is. Uh, Go ahead, Tim. A, a good way to say that is is white light. When you divide that up through a prism, you get seven different primary colors. Yes, Tim. Yes. And understand in your mind this, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody knows this. The Illuminist knows this. That's why they've given to you this tale about the rainbow. They, they, they know these things. They know that the two pots at the end of the rainbow, one is filled with Primus Numerus and one is filled with Primus Resurrectorate. They know that. The God-haters know that. It's the Christians that don't understand that. The reason why God did that was so you understand that this time concerns, well, the pole, the axis, okay? The north and south pole. That's what the rainbow represents. And to have a perfect cord, as Tim just said, there's only one way to make the white light of his glory. There's only one way. You've got to have the perfect amount of you know, purple. And the perfect amount of red and perfect amount of green, okay, and all those. You understand? That's why the God-haters have corrupted this thing. That's why uh, uh, the rainbow is a symbol even unto uh, those that fornicate and are an abomination unto themselves. Okay? So, wow, it's it's so perfect, the Word of God. Uh, it, it, it's just enough no, to blow you. I was just going to say, let's tie this back into you were talking about Moses and you were talking about crossing over. you got to go back and you got to talk about, look at what happened to Moses when he was a newborn baby. He was taken and he was put in a reed boat, and that reed boat is symbolic of that robe that you have to have to enter into that inner court. That's right. And you have to understand... Moses knew in his heart that he was not going to be able to be the bride. You see, his mama was the bride, but his mama didn't get to raise him. The handmaid did. Who's the handmaid? That's right, the daughter of Pharaoh. Moses knew all these things even from the beginning. And now everybody knows. Why do you think he… Look, do you not understand that the Lord allowed Moses to backtalk him? Now look, everybody knows that Moses got frustrated and he said, Well, Lord, did I give birth to these people? Don't you understand why he said that? Moses was upset because he was not going to be able to uh, be the bride and cross unto the promise. He was not going to be able to be the bride. He had to be one of the other two. He had to be one of the laborers, and he knew that. 
administration. There's a, there's yeah. a, the administration is a, a different function. You see it in Joseph, you see it in Moses, you see it in Samuel, you see it all over and over and over again, and it's giving you a picture and over. of Primus and Numerus. That, that, that's right. Why do you think there's a Benjamin? Understand in your mind that Benjamin, he is primus numerous. He shall not be taken out of the father's hand. He shall wield that boy. But unfortunately, his brother, okay, Joseph, was taken from the father. And it was through him that things were administrated for, for what? For life that they might live. Now, are we, are we saying it's a bad thing to be that? No, it's just that – well, it, it, it's just you need to understand that, that, that God has created creation with mechanisms, okay? That's right. Those two came from the same womb. Yes, they did. They hello. have the same father. Yes, hello. They were, they were from Rachel. Remember they the, were loved by the Father above all the others. That's right. They were, and they shall not be taken out of his hand. Okay, but remember, uh, like the Father, like the Son, okay, as above, so below. They knew this from from the early, early Christian church. That's where that comes from, as above, so below. They're talking about God the Father and God the Son. Well, you know, you know, Matthew, and it used to be the habit, and and we've read about this. We know it's in God's Word in a couple of places, to where uh, a body is separated, its members are separated and scattered around the land. Now, <laughs> if we do that, yes. you, if yes. we separate the body into parts of separation, there would be two legs, two arms, a torso, a waist, and a head. We're looking right. at seven parts. You're looking at seven parts, right? Just like, well, you can even take that from the statue, remember? But, but, please try to understand these things. That that, that creationists ran through machinations, okay? And and if you're the bride, you get to stay right there with the king, twenty four seven. You don't have to do nothing, nothing. You ain't got to do nothing. But uh, because the bad guys. Uh, were kicked out of Mount Zion. They got to be replaced, and and, and I mean, they well, don't get let, a place let, of honor. Let's talk about how wonderful. Just, and I I do want to get back to this with uh, the quickening, but let's talk. Just talk about how wonderfully the the Lord has designed just our bodies that we can calculate, just the members of our bodies. We have ten fingers. We have two hands and two arms. If you take one hand and five fingers and, and an arm and you reach, you know, we're looking at all these things that add up, and you can even calculate by the way the Lord has designed our bodies because we understand that the Word is a, is a living. It's, it's alive. Uh, we got to look at it like that, guys. And and I've been encouraging to do this in the last few weeks. Anyway, it's probably the last month or so to let the word live in you. And that's what it's talking about. It's alive. It is. It is. <laughs> the word is alive. It's 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 life. Hey, Rando, yeah. 
you got uh, four fingers and an opposable thumb. That makes you really think about those cherubim a little bit, doesn't it? It surely does. It surely does. It absolutely surely does. And, you know, if you go over to Revelations 4 and, uh, and you were talking about the colors in the rainbow, I'll just read a few verses. After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice, which I had heard like the sound of a trumpet speaking with me, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after these things. Immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was standing in heaven, and one sitting on the throne. And he, was, he who was sitting was like a jasper stone and sardius in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne, like an emerald in appearance. And around the throne there were 24 thrones. And upon the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white garments and gold crowns on their heads. Of course, if we go further, we'll see the seven lampstands. And, and it talks about the living creatures. But you were just talking about the rainbow, guys. And it's around about the throne. And what else right, it is. do we know? What else do we know is happening around the throne, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> well, here, just let me say this. Where do you think the phrase comes from? The tie that binds. Amen. The tie that binds. That's that. That's talking about one of the rungs on the rope ladder. Um, now I put this into the chat and I haven't seen a response yet. Okay. Um, Esther's Courage says I missed a piece. Um, well, well, let me just have uh, okay. Uh, Sue again said beautiful Matthew. Thank you. Bless me again. Okay. So uh, if anybody has any other questions about what I I said just just let me know and and I'll re-explain everything again. Uh, no big deal. And uh, if you need uh, me to talk with you about it personally, uh, just just send me an email, um, and I can do that. Um, let's see, uh, Randall, why don't we go over some of those scriptures about uh, quickening in the spirit, please, if if you have them handy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna read. Um, it's it's in the first verse of. Timothy 4, but I'm going to read a few past it just um, so I don't want to read one verse by itself. Charge thee therefore before then the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Uh, and we're, we're all pretty familiar with, with this, these verses. Uh, if you look at this from the King James, if you look over in some of the other translations, especially like the, the New American Standard, which I usually read from, uh, it is the, the dead and the live, those that are alive and are the living and the dead is exactly how it's written there. Now, if we go on over to Acts 10, and, um, and I'll start around verse uh, 18. And I called and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, were lodged there. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise, therefore, and get thee down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. When Peter went down to the men which were sent 
unto him from Cornelius and said, Behold, I am he whom ye seek. What is the cause wherefore ye are come? And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man, and one that feareth God, and of good report among all the nation of the Jews, was warned from God by an holy angel to send for thee into his house and to hear words of thee. Then called he them in and lodged them. And on the morrow Peter went away with them, and certain brethren from Joppa accompanied him. And the more after they, and more after they entered Caesarea, and Cornelius was waiting or waited for them, and he had called together his kinsmen and near friends. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took up, took him up, saying, "Stand up! I myself also am a man." And as he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together. And he said unto them, "Ye know how that is an." an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one of another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore come unto I therefore came I unto you without gainsaying. As soon as I was sent for, I asked therefore for what intent ye have sent for me. And Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour and in the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing, and said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and thine alms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa, and call hither Simon, whose surname is Peter, and is lodged in the house of one Simon a tanner by the seaside, who when he cometh shall speak unto thee. Immediately therefore I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now therefore we are here we are all here present before God to hear all the things that are commanded thee of God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent his unto his children of Israel preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word I, that word I say ye, ye know, which was published throughout all Judea and began in Galilee after the baptism which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power and went about doing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him, and we are witnesses of all things which we, he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised on the third day and showed him openly to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead. Now, we're going to take a music break right now. Uh, you know, hey, I put into the chat room a song request, and everybody was lacking. Now, Tim put in a strange song request, Oh Buddha. Uh, not sure I know that one, but this one I most certainly do know. Uh, it has given me a headache on many occasions, and... Uh, you know, may I say this? God bless Johnny. He has the best songs request. Hey, let's rock.
<laughs> amen, amen. Well, you know, it's uh, I have always used uh, you know, music to relieve my mind. <laughs> you know, I mean, ninety nine percent of the time I'm thinking about equations or something like that. So it's 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 always been quite a blessing to be able to bang thy head. Uh, I love that stuff. It's boy Johnny breaking in here. There you go, a window into the mind of Matthew Miller. Yeah, you know, if you want to uh, hear more of Matthew Miller, uh, you can uh, go to his uh, radio show on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, to find out how to uh, go and listen to his show, to go and listen to his website, or even hang out in the tiny chat after the shows, go to ironshow.com, download. That's ironshow.com. Download. All right. Hey, everybody. Johnny loves you. See you next time. (laughs) 